Hello, everybody, and welcome to what I believe is uh, episode four of the Track and Field History Podcast. Um, And to bring you into what I'm going to talk about today, we're going to look back at about a month ago, the first major domestic track and field event that was canceled in this pandemic was the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships. Of course, we've lost everything else since then. We don't really know when we're going to get anything back. Um, College football, in fact, is preparing for the very real possibility that it may not happen this fall, and that would put the entire financial structure of college sports in jeopardy. Last week, USA Track and Field President Vin Lanana tweeted, All NCAA track and field coaches should be thinking and planning a fiscally responsible way to conduct our sport. Our student-athletes are counting on us. As a longtime college track and uh, field coach, Uh, At five different universities, Lenana is saying that no one should plan to believe that they're still going to be able to fly their team around the country searching for qualifying marks. Um, To a degree, all of the above that we feel that we've lost, the NCAA indoor meet as well as massive football surpluses that allow minor sports to spend far more than they did, say, 50 years ago, all those things are the results of the efforts of one man, believe it or not, that's Don Canham. He was an athlete coach and athletic director at the University of Michigan. He was a true Michigan man decades before Bo Schembechler coined that term. Uh, Don Canham was a high jumper out of Oak Park High School in Illinois, and originally he did not go to the University of Michigan. He went to USC. This was in 1938 uh, because they were the NCAA's dominant track power at the time. He tried out for the USC track team, didn't make it, so he transferred to Michigan. There, he was a three-time letterman and won the 1940 NCAA High Jump Championship. So he proved that he really did belong at USC. Um, He earned a BA in 1941 in Phys Ed, Science, and History, and then after graduation went on to uh, teach and coach in high school for two years, and then World War II came along, so he served four years in the U.S. Air Force. After that was done, he came back to Ann Arbor to work on a master's degree and took an assistant track coaching job. Two years later, he was promoted to the head track coach. As a head track coach, he was successful in terms of winning. His teams won seven indoor Big Ten championships and four outdoor titles. His teams had a .791 winning percentage in dual meets, and they won 28 times at the Penn Relays. But it was in other ways that he was really most influential. He led the successful bid for UM to host the 1954 NCAA track championships, which are the only major outdoor championship ever held in the state of Michigan. He was the president of the USTFCCCA, it was known as the National Collegiate Track Coaches Association at the time, from 1958 to 1959. He was the head coach of the very first Kenyan Olympic team in 1956. He co-founded the U.S. Track and Field Federation along with Oregon's Bill Bowerman and Abilene Christian's Oliver Jackson. That organization attempted to wrest control of track and field away from the AAU. 
that fight got so heated that uh, the man who stepped in as a peacemaker was then Attorney General Robert Kennedy. But by far, the biggest, most long-lasting effect that Don Canham had on college track was that he, along with South Carolina's Weems Baskins, created the NCAA Indoor Track and Field Championships. The first ones were held in 1965. Michigan hosted the meet at Detroit's Cobo Arena and did so for, I think, at the first 15, 16, 17 editions. And it turned out to be wildly popular, even though major indoor track had previously had no presence whatsoever in the Motor City. By the second year of its existence, it generated a profit, which was then sent back to participating institutions. Um, so in 1968, Canham is in Detroit directing the indoor championships as he had since their inception uh, three years earlier when he got the call that he had been selected to replace the retiring Fritz Chrysler as Michigan's new athletic director. That's where he really changed not just college track, but all of college sports. He essentially invented the modern athletic director and remade the job in his image. When he got the job at UM, uh, Michigan had a large athletic department deficit. They couldn't sell out football. At best, they were getting 75000 or so in a 100,000-seat stadium. They had very outdated facilities for their athletic department. So what did Canham do? He did a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but the very first thing that he did was he hired, had to hire a new football coach. So he took a flyer on an untested guy that he thought that was going to be really good. He hired Bo Schembechler, and that worked out extremely well. Um, as a matter of fact, though, Schembechler was not his first choice. He tried to get Joe Paterno away from Penn State, but Paterno wouldn't budge until after uh, the bowl season was over. And Canham couldn't wait that long, so he went with Bo. And things worked out extremely well. He made a number of other great hires. He coached. He uh, hired Red Berenson as hockey coach uh, for track and field. He co he hired Ron Warhurst as the men's coach, and he hired Jack Harvey as the women's coach. And both of them had fantastic uh, success. But he, the big thing that he did was that he got attention generated for Michigan athletics, and he got money made for Michigan athletics. Um, so he created the first direct mail uh, campaign to sell football tickets and basketball tickets and other sports tickets, and the first targeted advertising. Of course, nowadays, targeted advertising, that's everything. That's what Google does. That's what Facebook does. They use the information they glean about you to try to sell you the things that you want to buy um, and not waste their time selling you, giving you advertising that you're not interested in. But at the time, in 1968, that was, that was radical. That was brand new. Um, another thing that he did right away was he restarted the Notre Dame football rivalry that Michigan had that had been dormant for decades, um, and that got everybody interested. Um, he was the first to license logos, university athletic department logos, and sell them on anything, literally anything that anybody could want to buy. He promoted his teams through cable TV 
He and Bo Schembechler was among the very first to have a weekly coaches TV show uh, the day or two after the Saturday football game to break down what had happened and uh, promote the team throughout the entire state of Michigan through, uh, through syndicated television. He oversaw a huge expansion in athletic facilities. Um, Michigan was one of the first to have an on-campus building uh, with a permanent indoor track. Uh, others had indoor tracks, but they were in, used in indoor arenas or under the football stands or whatever. But this was a purpose-built indoor track facility that originally also shared space with tennis. Um, he switched... The Yost Fieldhouse, which had uh, originally been built as an uh, all-purpose indoor facility for basketball and football practice and indoor track meets and all kinds of other things, he switched that over to to a hockey-only facility. And it is one, if you like college hockey, if you like hockey at all and you like college sports, it is absolutely one of the most beautiful uh, old barns to see a college hockey game. It is a fantastic, fantastic facility. Um, what are some of the other things that he did? Well, believe it or not, um, when Canham was hired uh, going into the 1968-1969 football seasons, um, the Ohio State-Michigan game, it hadn't been a sellout for 14 years even though that's probably the single hardest ticket to get in college sports these days, um, it wasn't a sellout. Um, so a Michigan hosted in 1969, Canham was in charge of selling tickets. So what he did was he sent an allotment of 25,000 tickets down to Columbus, Ohio, and sold them to Ohio State fans. And 25,000 Ohio State fans came up to Ann Arbor and filled up the stadium. Um, Schembechler was so <laughs> angry after that that there were visiting fans in Michigan Stadium that he marched into Canham's office and said, Don, don't ever do that again. And Canham said, well, now I don't think I'll have to. So basically what Canham did was he created the athletic department for football and basketball and in a few cases, hockey and baseball, made enough profit that it could greatly expand what other sports could do. It lent, it gave more money to other sports, such as track, indoor track, outdoor track, and cross country. And that allowed teams to start traveling all over the country in order to try to get better marks and um, be able to try to qualify for national championships instead of just thinking in, uh, locally. Now you started thinking nationally. All those things, well, we may have to scale back to pre-1968 thinking because there may not be a whole lot of money of floating around athletic departments. But as far as uh, what we have now, most of that you can thank Don Canham for. 